Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, I'm Jonathan Messenger, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. Today's episode is a special one because it gets the Explorers Troop 301 back in the pod and out there visiting more planets. But if you remember... Jonathan, may I speak with you for a moment? Uh, sure, Bebop. I mean, we're sort of in the middle of recording at the moment. I know, but it has come to my attention that Griffin, your son and editor of this program, has been reading my personal diary. Well, I mean, it's not that personal, Bebop. What do you mean? I mean, you leave it out in the open, in the recording studio. Look, it's right here on the desk. Monday, February 27th. Woke up. Ate six drawings. Took a snooze. But those are my private thoughts. Thursday, February 23rd. Ate six drawings. Took a snooze. Fed all of Jonathan's cookies to birds in the backyard. That's where they went? Yeah. (laughs) That was a pretty good one, actually. Okay, well, I guess you don't need to read any more of that. Wednesday, February 22nd. Woke up, ate six drawings, took a snooze, put ice cubes in Jonathan's shoes. Yeah, you know what? Just tell Griffin, you know, I forgive him. It's all water under the bridge. I'll just take that diary and be going now. See ya. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea, Bebop. Okay, before we get too far into this episode, I wanted to remind everyone that we are looking for names for the new Dogbot member of Explorers Troop 301. And we got more than 30 suggestions from listeners. So let's fire up the music and here we go. Booster Rocket, Robo Cloco, Balto, Benjamin Flight, Boney, Robog, Roby Space Agent, Flip, Zoomer, Rocky, Rocket, Sparky, Rob, Robo Peeps, Moondog, Bunnies, Pietro, Buck Puck, Dottie, Braven, Mike, Super Dogginess Maloginess, Captain Hogginess Mogginess, Doom, Mr. Sparkles, Bubbles, Toto, Yorick, and R-I-A-R-W-W-C-M-R with a password. I'm going to keep that password secret for now. And then finally, Bebop Jr. Wait a second. Hold on. Stop the music. Bebop Jr. Okay, I think we all know who submitted that one. I'm going to take that one off the list. Okay. So all you have to do is go to fincaspian.com slash dog, and you can vote for which name you like best for the new dog bot that's part of Explorers Troop 301. So that's fincaspian.com slash dog. And of course, that will be in the show notes as well. And I've been mentioning this at the end of the episode, but I want to mention it really quickly. If you'd like to take a survey, there's a survey right there in the show notes, or go to fincaspian.com slash survey, and you can take a quick survey for us. I'd really appreciate it. Okay, that's it. That's all I have to say. On with the show. If you remember what happened in the last episode, Explorers Troop 301 and their robots were given a map by a trumpet alien to help them find the amulet that King Huxley needs to feel better and to free Paige from his clutches. So let's pick up on that ride to that new planet in episode four, All Hands On. (laughs) 
Is that it over there? No, I think we need to go around. The thing about a map to a strange planet? Over Over there. there. Explorers Troop 301 was finding out. Wait, is that it? Is that it over there? Is that if you don't know where to start? I don't think so. Look, head south. It doesn't do you much good. I'll figure it out. See? We have to go that way. Voltronics, dear boy, you are holding the map upside down. The map the trumpet alien had handed to Finn had a large X scrawled in the middle, and it looked as though it was in a steep valley. But as the troops circled the planet, there were valleys everywhere. And it didn't help matters that the troop were all tightly packed into the explorer pod. The addition of the Shakespeare's robot dog meant they were all trying to read the map with it either pressed to their faces or from across the ship. Okay, 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 everyone. Thank you so much for your input, said Abigail. But as pilot and captain and someone who can't handle seven different opinions at once, I say we take the pod a little lower and see if we can figure out where to land. And as they went in low, Finn managed to squeeze over by a window. The terrain of this planet looked rugged and dry, with valleys that dipped into darkness. It reminded Finn of pictures he'd seen of the Earth's moon, though there were obvious signs of life, too. Rivers that ran down into those valleys, the occasional trees, but there were no buildings that they could see. And that was what puzzled them the most. The X on the map was in a steep valley right next to what looked like a large building or home. But they'd gone three times around the planet by now, and they could find no buildings. As they flew in closer to the surface, though, they realized how wrong they were. Wait, I see it now, said Elias. Look over there. There were actually homes all over the planet, built into the landscape. Lining the valleys and the steep hills above them were ledges that led into caves, and the explorers could see all the aliens who lived on the planet outside, talking to each other, walking around, tending to small gardens. Cool, they look almost like human, said Vale. Let's land and we'll see what they have to say. In some ways, Vale was right. The aliens had two arms, two legs, one head, two eyes, a nose, and a mouth. But as the pod closed in for landing, the troops saw that the aliens' eyes were much larger than theirs, and they stuck up from their heads, almost like cats' ears. And they had long tails. And they were purple. Vale, I don't know what humans you've been hanging around with, said Finn. The pod landed and the hatch opened. Finn was the first one out, eager to complete the mission and free his sister. Foggy was right behind him, putting a hand on Finn's shoulder. I know you're worried about Paige. We all are. But we still have to be cautious like we are on every planet. I know, said Finn. But you didn't see that giant Bigfoot thing that grabbed Paige. I can't get that image out of my head. We have to get the amulet and we have to get back there. You're absolutely right, Finn, said Abigail. But you know, so is Foggy. We don't even know if these aliens are friendly. The troop turned and saw what Abigail saw. The aliens gathering in a crowd, no more than 20 feet from the explorer pod. Up close, they didn't look nearly as human as Vale had thought. They had no necks, and their heads kind of sloped into their shoulders. Their eyes popped up as small triangles, just like cat's ears on the tops of their heads. And their eyelids blinked from side to side. So it looked as though windshield wipers were swishing across their eyes. The crowd of aliens grew larger and larger until there were at least 40 of them staring at the kids. The explorers and the robots huddled closer together. The mouths of the aliens formed little triangles, and slowly, the triangles rotated so that one corner pointed straight up. What are they doing? said Voltronics. 
I think they're getting ready to charge at us, said the robot dog. Maybe I shouldn't have come with you guys after all. I think maybe they're smiling, said Finn. But, you know, it's impossible to tell. Hi! Said one of the aliens in the front, waving a three-fingered hand in the air. I'm Greco. Don't be afraid. We love visitors. And it's been so long since we had any. Welcome to our humble home. See, I told you. They're friendly. Finn began walking toward the alien who called himself Greco. Hi, my name is Finn, and I'm from the Marlow 280 Interplanetary Explorer. Hi, Finn! Yelled the alien again, waving his hand. Finn waved back. Hi. Yeah, Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station. These are my friends from the... Hi, Finn friends! A group of aliens all yelled, waving again. The explorers all shyly waved back. Maybe they're a little too friendly, said Vale. Finn approached Graco, the first alien who spoke, who also stepped forward to meet him. Finn extended his hand and said, On my home planet, we grab hands and then shake as a way of greeting each other and showing that we're going to be friends. Friends! yelled Graco. It reached out and grabbed Finn's hand in its three fingers and shook vigorously. Finn's arm flopped up and down as the alien got really excited about the handshake. Oh, okay," said Finn. Uh, "Yeah, that, that that's good. You can you, you you know you can probably let go now. Uh, something's wrong. Be careful. I think you're going to." The alien's hand popped off its arm, and Finn, before he knew what had happened, was shaking a hand that was just floating in the air. "Ah!" yelled Finn, dropping the hand to the ground. "Oh, oh, oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. Your hand." Graco continued to smile at Finn, and didn't seem to be in any pain. Um. Finn looked back at his friends for help, but they all shrugged. A little help? he whispered. All you, dude, said Vale. Finn turned back to the alien. So, I'm really sorry about your, uh, your hand? That's not usually what happens when we shake hands on our planet. Oh, don't worry, Finn friend. Happens here all the time. All of the aliens nodded their heads and seemed to agree. So, you're not mad? said Finn. Mad? I could never be mad at Finn, friend. We Epismorphs lose our body parts all the time. It's true, shouted an alien two rows back, raising its hand in the air, the arm flying off into the crowd. Yeah, you think this is Graco's first tail? yelled an alien behind Graco. It reached down and pulled Graco's tail, which flopped onto the ground. The aliens all laughed like crazy. <laughs> Oh, don't worry, it'll grow back in no time, said Graco. And look, this one's already coming back on its own. The alien looked down at the hand that Finn had dropped, and Finn, a little nervous to look at the hand, slowly lowered his gaze. There on the ground, the hand began to move, and Finn could see two little eyes opening up on its palm. A little triangle mouth appeared too, and squeaked, Hi! What the... Finn yelled and backed toward his friends. The alien bent down and picked up the little hand baby. Ah, it's even cuter than I could have imagined. The tail that Graco's friend had pulled off began to wiggle the life too, and two little eyes blinked up at Finn. Hello! Graco bent down and gently picked up the tail baby. Would you like to hold her? Um, no thanks. I mean, she's cute and everything, but uh, I'm just not used to... Uh, you know, hands or tails or, you know, come, I mean, she's cute, of course. 
Foggy stepped forward. What Finn is trying to say is that all of your little body part babies are, of course, gorgeous and precious creatures that any being from any planet in this enormous universe would look upon and see as beautiful, and you should be very proud, said the robot. Finn marveled at Foggy's ability to keep his cool. But we are here not just to admire your offspring, but to perhaps recover something we believe our friend on another planet needs. The aliens all seemed moved by Foggy's praise of their babies and turned to each other and started pulling off each other's legs and tails and arms. Graco smiled. Anything for Finn, friends? Well, we're looking for something that might be a jewel or a large, shiny object of some sort. An amulet. All of the aliens stopped yanking on each other's limbs immediately. They looked shocked and a few of them looked angry. One of them was so angry he tried to shove his arm back onto himself. We know what Finn Friend speaks of, said Graco. But it is too dangerous, too costly for us to even think about. It's impossible what you ask of us. Abigail stepped forward. I can see that bringing this up has upset you. But you have to understand, we would never ask this of you if we weren't upset too. Graco looked curiously at Abigail. What is it that has upset Finn friends so much? Finn told them about Paige, how his sister had been kidnapped by a king across the galaxy. First of all, I am upset that we were not invited to play in the Olympics, said Graco. Just because our body parts fall off very easily does not mean we can't play games. Actually, said Voltronics, but the rest of the team quieted him down. Secondly, what is this sister you speak of? We don't know this word. Uh, she's my sister, said Finn. You know, we both have the same mom. Graco looked confused. Elias stepped forward. It's like if someone pulled one foot off of you, and then pulled the other foot off. Those feet would be brother and sister. That is awful, said Graco. We will do our best to help you, but I warn you that it may not be easy. The jewel you seek is hidden in one of our deepest valleys, and it is protected by... Well, it is better I show you. The troop followed Graco along a winding trail that snaked past valley after valley, hill after hill, epismorphs all coming out of their caves and waving to the explorers. The hand of one greeter flew so far and so fast, it slapped Voltronics in the face. Ugh, I should have stayed on the Marlow. Marlow! Said the little hand baby, now riding on Voltronics's shoulder. Okay, just up ahead now, said Graco. Watch your step. The team could hear noises echoing off the valley about 50 feet in front of them. They approached carefully. Graco first. Okay, before you look, thin friends, you can go back. You don't have to go down there. Maybe talk to King and get Foot Sister back another way. She's not my Foot Sister, said Finn. She's just my sister, and we're not stopping until we get that amulet. Finn peered down into the valley. This is what that amulet has done to so many of us, said Graco. It has stunted our growth, turned us cruel. You're going to have to make your way through them. The entire valley was crawling and slithering and flopping with hundreds of little baby aliens, just like Graco's hand, except they were green, and they were wrestling with each other and grunting. I can't believe what I'm seeing, said Foggy. And the whole troop was so distracted, they didn't see the four little hand aliens finger crawl out of the valley, grab Elias by the ankles, 
and began dragging him down into the valley. Why do they always grab me? He said, one hand alien clasped over his mouth. Okay, I am here with my editor, my son, Griffin Messenger, who is the show's biggest fan and is ready to say that this episode was... Zero percent. <laughs> Zero percent? What? Come on. Reason. <laughs> All right, well, when you bring it down to zero percent, pretty good sounds really good. So I uh, now I feel pretty good about it. All right, well, do you have any questions about this episode? I wonder why Elias keeps getting grabbed first. Yeah, right. Well, you know, when you write a story, sometimes uh, different characters have different traits. So Bale's a little headstrong, kind of funny. Abigail is very brave and smart. And Elias is very technically smart, but maybe a little bit unlucky. <laughs> so he gets grabbed by spiders, or he gets zapped into becoming like an electric superhero, and he gets grabbed by the dwellers first. So uh, that's just kind of Elias's luck. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? I wonder if Homtronics is going to go jump down into a valley and start fighting all those little bad jelly guys. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to get down there to get the amulet when it's covered with little mean hand babies. <laughs> all right, so uh, oh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is that we got, since I recorded at the beginning of the episode, dog names. We got a few more dog names in. Uh, in between recording and, and this recording. And those dog names are Prince, Duke, Ariel, Buzz, and Fantastic Man. What do you think about those? And remember, you can vote for all of these at fincaspian.com slash dog. Maybe Bebop would like the Bebop Jr. I think Bebop snuck that in. I don't remember getting an email with Bebop Jr. in there. <laughs> me neither. I think that's another one of Bebop's pranks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which reminds me, you know, he was writing about pranks in his diary, all these things that he was doing to me that I didn't know he was doing. And you read his diary, and yet you never told me he was doing those things. Well, it was after he, I read his diary that he wrote down those pranks. Okay, I'm I'm suspicious. I think you're in cahoots. Cahoots. Mm-mm. Cahoots. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. What even is cahoots? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what cahoots are. Do you get it? Okay, so let's let's do our art for today. We got some good art coming in here. Okay, so first up in our art, we have art from Bryce and Caden. Bryce is six years old and Caden is nine years old. They're from Coarse Gold, California. And Bryce made a really cool drawing of us of for us of Finn, Foggy, and Abigail. Thank you so much for that. And then Caden made a really awesome Vote for Bebop poster, which is I know Bebop is really going to love. JR, who is seven, from Springfield, Massachusetts, he drew us a really cool drawing of Elias as the electric superhero and Bebop. And he also drew us a picture of all the gang on top of Saffrite when they were in the grass which turned out to be Saffrite's armpit hair. Black. Not that fun. And his little brother Everett, who's three and a half, he made Bebop a robot valentine. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Okay, and this one is from Eli from San Francisco. He drew us a really cool drawing of Foggy and what I think is maybe a birthday cake from when Finn first met Foggy. 
And he is five years old, but almost six years old. So happy birthday in advance, Eli. We got a really cool drawing by John W., who is 11 years old. He drew this really cool version of Saffrite, where you can see the one big eye, the big purple pant planet. And there's a little, a really cool version of what the Explorers pod might look like. We got a really cool drawing from Seth, who is eight years old. He drew the inside of the Explorers pod, which nobody's ever done that before. So that's really cool. So thank you so much for that, Seth. And then Lyra, who is six, she drew mint chocolate chip with rainbow sprinkles for Bebop. That looks so good that I might actually eat it before Bebop can. Yeah, but then you'll get it. I have a really hard. That's true. But if it tastes as good as ice cream, I will try it. And then finally, we got a drawing by Henry, who's five years old from St. Louis. Check that robot drawing out. Awesome. They cut it out so it almost looks like an action figure, I think. Yep. Okay, and then we have some jokes. First up in our jokes is Maxwell from Hawaii. That's really awesome. I want to go to Hawaii really badly. All right, here's our, here are his jokes. What do you call space in a black hole? I don't know. Pitch black. <laughs> and this one is pretty good. I should have Bebop sing you this one. Maybe I'll hand it off to Bebop. He goes, what do you call Bebop Tales? And the answer is, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Friend Noodle and Stinky Fails. <laughs> Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Friend Noodle and Stinky Fails. <laughs> Gotta love that one. And then this last joke is from Jacob, who's 11, from Dunville, Ontario, Canada. Hi, I'm Jacob from Dunville, Ontario, Canada. I'm 11, and here's my joke. What do you get when you cross a baby and a flying saucer? You get a crying saucer. <laughs> okay, so I think that's it. Anything else you want to say, Griff? Nope. All right, what are we going to read tonight? The Spider Chronicles, Lucinda's Secret. All right, great. Say bye to everybody, buddy. Bye, bye, bye. All right, thanks, everybody. Bye. Do, 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 do. Okay, thanks again for listening to the show, and thanks to everyone who has sent in their art, their ideas, and their jokes, and their sounds. Sometimes I talk to Griffin before I figure out what sounds will be in the episode. So thank you to Lyra from Albuquerque, New Mexico, who made the sound of the spaceship descending toward the Episphorus planet, and thanks to Lucas from Illinois, who made the handshake sound. And shoutouts this week to Bryce, Caden, JR, Eli, John, Everett, Lyra, Seth, and Henry for the art, and Jacob and Maxwell for the jokes. And also, I wanted to say, the show is back to Wednesdays for the foreseeable future. I forgot to mention that last week, but thanks to everyone who wrote in and asked where it was and if I was okay. I appreciate your concern. I'm okay, except for those ice cubes in my shoes. And please remember that if you have a minute, check out our very quick survey. You can find it in the show notes. I would really appreciate it if you take a second to take that. And this is the last time I ask, I promise. The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian is a type drawer media production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg. Recently voted the nicest human in the Milky Way, still the Milky Way. For more information about the music, the art, everything about this show, check out the show notes. Thanks again for coming back every week and having more fun with us, and we will see you next Wednesday. Thanks. I can't believe Jonathan sang my song. 
Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Friend Noodle and Stinky Fails. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales. And that is how it's done. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.